0: Hey, welcome back to the Out of State Hunter podcast. I'm your host, Chad Riker, and today we have a very exciting topic to talk about. Crank up my volume a little bit there. Today we're talking all about preference points, and I had my good friends Dan and CJ come on a couple of weeks ago, and we were kind of talking about how we've acquired and and how we plan to use our preference points. It's kind of everything that we think about preference points. After we recorded that show, I went back and I started thinking, um, why not include some information about how to obtain those preference points and what states it's available in. So I'm going to add in some stuff here, a bunch of information about what state has preference points, which states don't, a little bit of the difference between some of them and how you can acquire those in each state. And then after that's over, you'll hear me and Dan and CJ just kind of bullshitting our way through our preference points and how we use those. So I'll start out by saying there's three states that um, don't have any preference point system, right? So we're not going to be talking about those, and that's Alaska, Idaho, and New Mexico. So there's there's no preference point system. You apply, and hopefully you get a hunt, and if you do, then awesome. If you don't, then better luck next year. Um the next state I'm going to touch on really quick is Montana. Montana is super duper confusing when I try to read through that. So I have a, on my schedule I have a couple of members from Montana Fish, Wildlife and Park Service to come on and walk us through the process, like I've done with some of these other states where I have the the state agency come on, like I did with New Mexico and Colorado and um, Utah. So, Montana is scheduled. I was actually scheduled with them last week to get that show recorded, and because of some family illness and some travel time, I had to cancel that show, and we got to reschedule it. So, that should be coming out here in the next week or two. Uh, it will be out before the deadline. So, if you're looking for information on the whole process that they have for Montana, there will be an Out of State Hunter podcast prior to that deadline. So, look forward to that one. I'm sure it's gonna be great. Uh, we already have some really good notes set up for that and, and a good show. Just couldn't get it nailed down last week. All right, so I'm briefly going to touch on the other western states that are out there and it's just kind of the process. I'm not gonna tell you everywhere you need to go and every link you need to click on. I'm gonna tell you what's available and and kind of cost to obtain. And then once you have that information you're you're well on your way to getting some bonus points or preference points or whatever the state may call it. So for Arizona, uh, you can buy, you can get preference points. Uh, There's a couple of different ways. So there's four different ways to increase your your bonus points in Arizona. Um, You can earn a bonus point each time that you're unsuccessful in the draw. So if you apply and you're unsuccessful, then you will get a bonus point. Um, you can apply for bonus points only. And if you do the bonus points only, you have to buy your combination hunting and fishing license, which I forgot to put it in my notes, but I think it's 160 or $165, maybe 170 by now. And then it's $15 for each point that you want to purchase. So let's say it's 160 bucks and you want to buy elk, deer, antelope. Awesome. Put in for that. And then, so it's 160 plus 45. And then you're going to have your points. Uh, and uh, Arizona is a little bit crazy, like for for their antelope, it's it's kind of tough for antelope. It's very, very, very hard to draw. Uh, we, well, I won't get too deep into that. But unless you're buying points for other species, I would not recommend paying for the combo hunting and fishing license just to accumulate points for antelope. So, if you're buying deer points and you're buying elk points, then it doesn't really matter. It's 15 bucks. I do it every year and every year. I, I know that there's there's really no way that I'm going to get drawn for antelope, but it's $15. And eventually, someday, I will have a whole bunch of points that maybe will get drawn. Anyway, so that's the that's the process. Um, you buy that hunting and fishing combo license, and then it's 15 bucks for each species beyond that. Okay, so unsuccessful in the draw or you can purchase those bonus points outright and then you can also do a hunter education course which is a permanent bonus point if you complete that online hunter education course you get a bonus point for every year so if you if you draw your elk tag uh, like like I did this year (laughs) I'm pretty excited about that if you draw your elk tag you go into the next year with one point so you always will have that hunter education point. And then you can also earn a loyalty point. And that's if you apply for a species for five consecutive years. And then you continue to apply. So I have a preference point or I have that loyalty point as well. And I apply for elk every year. So this year my elk points burned. But now because I have hunter education and I apply for elk every year, I'll be going into next year with two points so every year i'll have two points i have that for elk antelope and deer i have that loyalty point and you have a hunter education so that's how you can obtain points in arizona those are the four ways you can either apply for a draw and be unsuccessful you can buy the bonus points you can do the hunter education or you can have the loyalty point for five consecutive years okay that's arizona good luck colorado um to to buy a bonus point you have to buy a qualifying license, which is $92, and then you have to buy a habitat stamp, which is $11.50, and then it's 10 bucks for any species beyond that, at least for deer, elk, and antelope, and I, I don't remember what it is for bighorn sheep and all of that stuff, uh, but it's 10 bucks for deer, elk, and antelope. And then, okay, so there's also, in Colorado, there's a couple of other ways that you can get points. Um So you can, you can buy them outright, like I just said, and that's, you go on, there's a preference code or there's a, there's a point code. So when you buy your point, you put in, I can't remember what it is. It's like D slash nine slash nine 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 slash nine slash whatever. Um, There's a code it's in the hunting regulation, but you put that in as your first choice and that will give you a, a point automatically. And then if you do, so there's also, you can do second choice hunts. So you could do a point first and you could do a second choice hunt, which is an actual hunt code. So you could put in your, whatever elk unit it is that you were applying for and you, you could get a point and you can get, um, a a hunt in the same year. So you could get both if you did it that way, but you have to do the point as your first choice and then a hunt code as your second choice um okay so another way to get a point is if you draw your second choice so if your first point if your first choice is overlooked you don't okay you don't get a bonus point for this but you don't lose all of your preference points so if you draw the second choice you will get your hunt code and then you retain all of your points so if you got 10 points whatever reason you put in some super super hard to draw hunt and you get passed over for that one it comes around to the second choice and you draw that second choice you don't lose your points for that so that's another way to either continue to uh, retain your points versus burn them is um, drawing that second choice you don't really have any control over that I mean you could probably play the percentage game on how to what how to draw or what you draw but um, if you really want to acquire a point your best way to do it is either, Put it in just to buy the point with your first choice being the point code. And then if you want to throw up some other, that's usually what I do when I'm doing the point game. That's what I did this year. I just bought the point straight out. And then I put a couple of very hard to draw units for my second choice on all species. Knowing that if I draw those, then super awesome. I just got a really killer hunt and I got a point as well. I I won't draw those. Likely, okay. So that's Colorado. Uh, if you just want to buy the point outright, you still gotta pay the licensing fee up front, the habitat stamp, and then you gotta pay ten bucks for each species that you buy the point for, for deer, elk, and antelope. I don't know what it is. I, I don't remember what it is for the other species, for moose and sheep and goats and things like that. All right. So Utah. Moving on to Utah. Utah. If you want to just buy the points outright, you have to have a Utah hunting license. Uh, hunting combo license which is 98 bucks and then it's 15 dollars per species for non-residents from that point so same thing that's for deer elk and antelope how about this from now on when i'm talking about the the fees to purchase something unless i specify moose bighorn or whatever it's going to be for deer elk and antelope all right hopefully that's not too confusing um, so in Utah, they have two different types of points. You they have a bonus point and a preference point. If you really want to dig into that, I recommend going back and listening to the, the podcast that I did with the Utah, um, state agency folks that I had on, cause they, they get pretty deep into bonus point and preference point. So it's possible to just buy the points outright, which is what I intend to do this year so that I can start acquiring some points. Um, and it's the same for both bonus points and preference points. You got to buy that combo license and then you got to pay the fee. The difference between a bonus point and a preference point is bonus points are related to limited entry and once in a lifetime hunts and preference points are general season tags. And again, if you really want to know a lot more about Utah, go back and I highly recommend you listen to that podcast. I actually had a lot of people reach out to me after after the Utah show and tell me that there was a ton of great information in that show. So they said it was very helpful. Um, You can also apply for a hunt and not get drawn, which will give you a bonus point or preference point, whichever one. If you put in for a limited entry hunt and you don't, if you're unsuccessful in that application, you get a bonus point. If you put in for a general season tag and you're unsuccessful, then you get a preference point it relates to the same. It's whatever type of tag you put in for. And then you could also purchase a bonus or a preference. Um, Wyoming, if you wanna buy points in Wyoming, um, you can. You can totally buy the points. They have a specified period. Um, Most of these, uh, when you do the points, this process happens during the application process. Uh, like right now, Colorado is open right now It opened up early March or something And I already went on and did my preference point First choice type stuff All of that stuff is already done Wyoming is a little bit different Because they have a set period where you can buy those, those um, points So it's, uh, I wrote down July 3rd through August 31st I probably pulled that out of the Game of Fish website That might fluctuate each year So it's sometime in early July through late October We'll, we'll say that Um, no license is necessary to buy the point but points are more expensive so if you wanted to buy an elk point it's $52 a deer point is $41 and an antelope point is $31 and I actually did make a note here for some reason that moose and bighorn are 150 bucks so if you want to buy points for that those are $150 but um Nevada unsuccessful draw like like I've talked about on most of these other ones. So you apply for the draw and you're unsuccessful, or you can purchase a point. And by in Nevada to purchase the points, you have to buy a license, which is 155 bucks, and then it's ten dollars per species after that. To uh, again, deer, elk, antelope. Um, Nevada has a bit of a complex system, so stay tuned. I think they're one of those states that like squares the points and does all these things for the applications. I don't understand all that stuff fully. I 100% intend on having Nevada on very soon to talk about the application process and then their system of how they use their points and all of that stuff. So stay tuned for Nevada. That'll be coming really soon. In fact, this week I'm going to reach out and try to get that scheduled. So hopefully I'll have Montana and Nevada both coming out within the next couple of weeks. If you're listening to this and you're from Nevada, Game and Fish or Parks and Wildlife, whatever it's called, I'd like to have you on. All right, so California, uh, uh, California, it's either unsuccessful draw or you can purchase a point. You have to buy the annual hunting license, which is 188 bucks, and then you can buy the point beyond that. Um, Oregon also, you get a point if you're unsuccessful in the draw, and you can purchase a point by buying a hunting license, 172 dollars for that license in Oregon, and then points are eight bucks per species, and Uh, That's all I got as far as how that works or or the cost to do so and what you can obtain per state. So uh, hopefully that answers some of your questions about how to do it. All of this stuff can be done online or you can call the Game and Fish And you can talk to the Game and Fish directly. And I think most most states allow you to do it over the phone. Um, I I recommend that you, I mean, it's 2023. So if you're not online yet and on all of these states, then I would recommend um, creating a portal and getting something. Because then you can actually track, you can see your bonus points and preference points on those websites. For example, I can go into Arizona and I can see exactly how many points that I have. And it just, it's just, it's very helpful to have those, those online portals and everything set up. It generally has all of the information that you need to apply. So in um, many states, you have to have it to apply. They're all going that direction. Okay, I think that's it. If you have more questions about buying preference points or the importance of preference points, then I encourage you to reach out, ask questions, and I will answer those questions. And Again, Montana, I, I wish I had more information for you, and, and I probably could have put a lot more stuff together, but I will say that the Montana show is coming out very soon, and it will be pretty thorough, because I, I don't know anything about Montana. I, I might have a couple of points up there that I bought a few years ago. I don't really remember. Um, it's far away, so I I just don't ever really apply for Montana, but it is one state that I need to know more about because a lot of people hunt there and there's some great, great opportunity up there. Okay, now let's talk. I'm going to. Okay, so from here, it's going to transition over and it'll be me, Dan, and CJ kind of talking about how we use our points and the importance of having points. And um, we do a lot of talking about starting now to collect those points. And um, I, I encourage that. I, I really encourage that people start doing that. I think uh, most states are, are kind of going that way. And if you're not in it now, then um, might not be a bad time to start taking a look at it. All right. This is me, Dan, and CJ bullshitting about points. Today I have two of the finest in state hunters, out of state hunters, whatever, whatever they're hunting, it doesn't matter. I got my two good buddies on here, Daniel Porter and CJ Steppen Have you? We haven't done a podcast on out of state hunter together yet, have we?
1: This is our first well, yeah. one.
0: This is <laughs> this is our first one. Well, there's I only we like ten all, of them, so we are yeah.
2: yeah, we all owe each other beer now. <laughs> Deal. Because it's the first. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> Oddly enough, I, I like beer. um okay so today we are coming together because the three of us well i wanted to talk about this and i wanted to bring them on to talk about it but i want to talk about preference points or bonus points call them whatever you will points but i wanted to talk about burning them are you a person that burns them are you a person that collects them like trading cards and saves them forever for that one great hunt what do we do with preference points and then kind of put a value on them like why are they valuable and, and how to why do we feel like saving them so basically today is an entire podcast that's going to be centered around i'm just going to call them points right every state mm-hmm. has a different literally every state has a different definition i think for well they don't all have both but the ones that do have different definitions and and it's kind of how you acquire them as to the, what the definition is per state so we're not going to call them preference post or bonus points we're just going to call them points and Cause really it's about how many do you have when it, when it all comes down to it, doesn't matter which one is, which um, I am to the point, sorry, I'll let you guys talk in a minute. I promise. I am to the point where um, I'm starting to collect a lot or not a lot, but I have a few in a few different States and I'm kind of to that point where, what do I want to start doing with them? And, and that was the genesis of this podcast was what do I want to start doing with my points? So I kind of want to hear what other people do with theirs. Um, Dan's running around acting silly with a unicorn. So, so I'll talk to CJ first. Think about it. What do you think Dan about
2: Just that? He had to relocate from his unicorn bed to. Oh, he's back to his unicorn bed. Good. Yeah. All right. Now we're yeah, back in his yeah. natural. And environment. I did take
0: some. I have some screenshots
2: of Dan with the unicorn. So we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The way I look at points, I, I kind of take a hybrid approach. Like there's a few states that I think it's worth going after a higher point draw for a couple of reasons. One, the tags are more expensive maybe, um, or like, you know, the, there's some States where lower point draws are still really, really good hunts. I'm not going to say which States they are. I may or may not have hunted one of them a couple of times already with two points only. Um, but yeah, so I kind of do a hybrid approach, and I think if you have enough points and enough states, it gives you the flexibility to hunt a state every year. Right. And for me, I prioritize elk above everything else. To me, deer is whatever. Havelina. Um, number one. Havelina. Havelina <laughs> ha- should be. Pri- they are super fun. They're extremely fun to hunt. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, elk is my number one priority for everything just because it, like, I still harvest a lot of meat. And we eat a lot of meat and I, I, I don't know, there's just something about out hunting, like the myth and the lore of it and all that stuff that I, I enjoy it more than anything else. So, so do I, you, do you main, do you keep points for other species? Uh, yeah. So I would rather save up if I'm going to go deer hunting per se, like, um, uh, yeah, I would rather have more except for, let well, it's just like a unique deer, like an Arizona coos deer. Cause you can get those re- very regularly and they really only exist in Arizona and New Mexico. It's different. It's a different species that has limited opportunity as far as States go. So I'll burn points every other year, and hunt coos deer in Arizona. Whereas like I can, I can go to Idaho and hunt mule deer like every year or Wyoming almost every year. You know, you can hunt a lot of the other States pretty regularly for mule deer Yeah, Colorado as well. So mule deer really isn't a huge priority for me because I don't like the difference between a 140 inch buck to me and a 200 inch buck is not that big of a deal. Like I really don't care. Um, but they're fun to hunt, you know, They are. but when I hunt. shoot an elk, it's like four shooting four deer at one time as far yeah. as the meat goes. So, <laughs> and it's tasty. Wow. <laughs> it's tasty. Yeah. For being, I, whatever. Yeah. I'll say it. I don't care. I like elk meat better than deer meat. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the realistic look at like, if I'm acquiring points for like m- moose in washington state or montana like you just need a lot of points for that so it's going to be an investment of several thousand dollars before you get to the point where you may even draw Um, so it's also kind of an
0: expectation thing then too right so you can expect to draw an elk tag every couple of years with points you're not drawing a sheep tag if you want to hunt a sheep you need to be in it for the long haul and start collecting those points no matter what yeah
2: Unless it's a state like Arizona that has a hybrid system where you theoretically have a chance to draw every year. Right. Very or New Mexico chance. or something. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah Dan, what do you do at tra- no.
0: Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, CJ. Before I was just
2: going to say my application strategy is like always apply for the ones that everybody has the same odds for. So like New Mexico, of course. Yeah. Um, and then Arizona because you could theoretically draw every year as well if you can't afford yeah wyoming Mm -hmm. is another one that's
0: you there's always at least one tag right for a non-resident non-residents always have at least one chance so um dan what do you do
1: so i have to preface this with you know everything changes and i thought about this when you know you told us we were going to have this conversation i started hunting in 2014 2015 i started buying points And my intention at that time was, I love hunting. This is amazing. I want to go to as many different places that I can in one year and have a ball. That was then. Fast forward to now, I have eight or nine different points in multiple states because not only was life happening, but I also had a really good luck and run with drawing New Mexico tags. But I had to preface it with that because Throughout the years, everything changes. Um, Where I'm at right now, I am in a position where what I will start doing is probably using my points to do a big hunt every single year. So I'm cashing in on Wyoming this year. I'm putting in for a limited entry hunt, and I should draw it. Next year, I don't know if I'm going to cash in my Montana points, my Arizona, Arizona points, whatever it may be. The other thing that I'm considering too, and again, this really comes down to how disciplined you are and how good you are is uh, time management and stuff like that. Let's say I don't draw anything next year and I decide I want to cash in on Wyoming again. I might do antelope and mule deer. Um, now you can go out there and you can hunt two different species in one trip. I, I don't know. I just, I love options in the military. They taught us to have a plan or plan for a plan multiple koas that way whatever finally falls into place you've already kind of prepped for it and you can make it happen so it's not like i have a full-blown strategy
0: you're breaking up really bad
1: because yeah. he's sitting there talking about how much he likes elks. Okay. but then the next year i chin on states am
0: i
2: yeah can you're back. breaking up
0: can you... you're back now i should be able to cut out a lot of that you're good
2: where Hold are you on going where are you going <laughs> It's so going closer to his router? <laughs>
1: uh, or can we shut this off?
2: Sit on top of the router. <laughs> yeah, dude, just plug it directly into your phone.
1: <laughs> Hold on a second. So how, cho- how choppy was it?
0: Pretty choppy, but only for a second. It was like three or five seconds where it went to shit, and then it came back.
1: Okay, can you hear like, me now?
0: Yeah, got you. Loud and clear. Okay. Your family has no internet, no TV, no anything right now because we're recording You're living, living
2: in the sticks, dude.
1: This is, this is what happens. But anyways, okay, so we're
0: back in. So,
1: yeah, again, I just – I don't have a set strategy because every single year it has changed. Um, but I think a little bit later in this podcast, we need to go from here's what we were thinking, but if I were to start again today – having no points and just being brand new to this, what would I do?
0: Yeah, we'll definitely hit that. And then I will tell you, so the dilemma that I I won't call it a dilemma at all. I don't know why I use that word, but the situation, (laughs) the the situation (laughs) that I'm in is I, okay. Like what, what, let me go back because I have a question for Dan too. the, okay. So if you have eight or nine points in a state, There's some states out there where that's that weird area where there's, there's good hunts that you can get for those amount of points, but there might be like a six point unit or a five point unit, or do you sit on those for another three or four years and get up there into that 13, 14, 15 range? And, or I guess for Dan, it's just kind of remain fluid and see what happens. It sounds like.
1: Well, so, so, I told you the reason I have so many is because I had such a good run with drawing New Mexico tags. I think I drew like seven and nine years. So, Jeez. had that not happened, I would have been cashing in points. And I will still do that now. Even if I'm in yeah. no man's land or whatever you want to call it, I'm not chasing anything else. I
2: want to go hunt. Um, yeah. I like, I yeah, know. I like to know that I'm going to go hunting. So if I have more than enough points, I am not afraid to go down a tier and know, like do some do the research on where the hunt is and all this stuff and kind of figure out my game plan. And if I know I'm going to get it, I played for the shittiest tag in Idaho for moose and drew it and still killed one. It was a miserable hunt. I saw one moose, you know, but like it was the worst thing. It was like the worst hunt. Of well, by my the life end of the day, it was a dead
0: moose, right?
2: Yeah, I still killed a moose, right? Yes. So. Like i I'm not afraid because I'm young enough, dumb enough in shape enough. I can still hike enough to be able to make it happen. I'm not afraid to burn points if I have them, but I definitely like to know that I can put on the calendar going to hunt this hunt, right? It helps me plan better and all that stuff too. So I'm not afraid to bump down. I don't really, what I don't like to do is, is be on that cusp of is point creep going to get me this year or no. Right. I'd rather just know I'm getting a tag what I'm saying too with that think, cusp so uh, go ahead Dan
1: I was gonna say I think people overthink this too to a detriment so oh 100 had I not had I not drawn all these tags and let's just say I was playing Wyoming I could have drawn a general tag probably it's safe to say like three times by now yeah well with my eight points you know yes I can get this limited entry hunt but there's no guarantee that there's gonna be a stud out there. Had I mastered some of those general units, I probably could have shot a stud by now because I would have been out there three different times. So, you know, sometimes people hold out points because, you know, they're going to go for the big one or something like that. But uh, I don't remember who said it. I think it was like Cody Rich, but like, just get out there and hunt, you know, like that. That's my goal with the points is I ought to, what CJ was saying was like, I always want to be going. I always want to know I have that opportunity. You can make something in every unit out there.
0: Yes. And so what I was about to say with the cusp that CJ was talking about is if you watch the trends, uh, and I won't say this for all units, the majority of the units, if you watch the trends, and if you're on that cusp, every year that trend moves a little bit. So Mm -hmm. if you're like right there on it, this year, it really could teeter towards the I didn't draw that tag. And if you keep chasing that tag, you're always going to be like that half step. You're just on. not going to make it. You were a year too late. You're yeah. just a year too late. So then maybe you do have to bump down. I bumped down on that Colorado deer hunt. I drew a Z, whatever one point unit with two points. Yeah, and you, and
2: shot a, you shot a dink. I, only like, I what, know. 180? I felt
0: so bad. For <laughs> I felt
2: so terrible for that deer. But the po- yeah. And, right. That's, that's yeah. a perfect example.
0: Yes. And the point is, is to just, I, you dan said it cj's both said it i think it's just to go and hunt right and to have those opportunities and i'm in that one so i'm in that weird spot right now where i'm at like eh, eh, three to five units in or three to five points in the states i like to hunt i can pretty much hunt coos deer every year if i wanted to so there's always going to be that hunt right Um, this year I got lucky. I got the Idaho tag. So I got a tag in my pocket and don't really have to worry about much of anything. I'll have Idaho mule deer and, uh, I should draw coos deer. I hope I draw.
2: Yeah. For, for all the people out East who don't live in the West, uh, move out West, become a resident of one of those States and then have general, general season availability. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Just, just completely pick up your life and move out here. It's not crowded or anything. No, not overcrowded. Cost of living hasn't skyrocketed or anything
0: perfect yeah and then it's i'll fun. move back. i'll move out east yeah
2: we'll move back perfect. east and we'll just slay the whitetails because you could stack up a truck full of them for like 30 dollars
0: yeah. yeah right so how many how many tags did you have in missouri dan unlimited i shot
2: 11 i, sh- I shot 11 deer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so like don't forget that there's a lot of opportunity uh not in the mountains as well right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And that's kind of the thing too. We've ever since the three of us have started hunting together more and talking a lot more about this stuff every year. It's like, well, there's always whitetail, right? We could always go, if we don't draw anything, we get more points and we just go hunt whitetail. We just head yeah.
2: Head back East. Yeah. There's plenty of public land in Oklahoma, you know, Missouri. There's plenty of public land in the middle States. Yeah. All the way up Wisconsin, Minnesota, everywhere. What you got? This is random this is random. I know we're, we're going down the, this whitetail discussion. So like
1: we were talking about points, like another thing that I look at now. So again, it, it's, as we get older, we change what we want value. Like there are, are hunts that I'd rather use my eight points now to bring you guys on a two or three point hunt That Matt. That's my party you know, to hunt, to hunt that, together. Yeah. To hunt together versus, you know, holding out for that thing. Because again, that's why I collect the points. It gives me yeah. options. Um, you know, Well, my well dad thanks is, for
0: thanks for the invite for Wyoming, Dan. That was, was nice. I appreciate that.
2: Yeah, thanks. Yeah, wait, the ship it. has use, sailed. Use now,
0: your eight way. points with us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. so, so, like, uh, you know, my my father's getting older, and um, I don't know how many hunts he has left in him. You know, that it'd be cool to you know bring him out or just something along those lines. So, like, I don't get points for anything specific anymore because. I just, I love having the options.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay. So then let's switch this up a little bit and people from the East. So we live in the West, right? And we have that ability to say this year, maybe I'm going to hunt Colorado, Arizona, and New Mexico and throw in an Idaho. It's a lot easier for us. So how would you guys approach it from a guy that's out East that's coming out and only gets a couple of
2: weeks a year? Are you still buying points in every state? one million percent if you're not buying points you're 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 just missing out like you gotta buy buy points so you have options
0: yeah I did yeah, when fine. I when I lived in San Antonio Texas I started buying points I didn't know I was gonna move out west but I, I mean, knew if I started buying them I was going to increase my opportunity every year
2: yeah and then like let's say you burn your points you' would be like okay I'm done I'm not gonna you know once you if you get a little older in age and you you have enough points and you're like realistically like i i can only afford whatever or you know knock that state out have your experience and then go to go on to the next one but yeah. if you have if you're if you have the money um definitely buy buy the points it's it's worth it well
1: and i'm also for being smart about this too because again we, i was saying like if i were to start over tomorrow and be in this position where i have to figure this out like I'm probably looking at states like Colorado. I'm buying my annual tag, which is required to get a point. I'm probably getting a point and then I'm going to hunt over the counter. And I'm getting experience by doing the over the counter, which is one piece of this puzzle. And then two is, okay, so I'm going to start building my points. I'm going to start learning these over the counter areas. I might even master it and find a great one. So I'm hunting over the counter every three years, cashing in on a point unit hunting over the counter every three years, cashing in a point unit. And then CJ hit the nail on the head with some other stuff talking about the money. is like, if you can afford to put in for multiple states, do it. We're not all made of money, but I budget to make it happen. If I have to not eat Dairy Queen oh, for a couple of months...
0: slow your run. I don't know, man. Where are you going with huh? this?
1: I'm just saying, if I have to save, you know, 50, 60 bucks to put in for Wyoming tags, or if I have to... Yeah you know, do 165 in Arizona. I will budget that in or I'll go rake someone's lawn. I'll go figure it out just to make enough money so I can put it in every single year.
0: Yeah. Yep. I totally agree with that. The, it is an investment, but that's, that's really what it is, right? Is the investment and what can you do in three years or five years or, or whatever. That's the way I looked at it when I started buying points.
2: Buy them now. (laughs) Got them later. I think the ideal... the ideal strategy would include like five states because if you and you hunt a different one every year, once you've got enough points, yeah. you know, so you can just rotate through those by the time you're, you're burning your points in your last state, you got five points back in the other one or and multiple points, species,
0: right. And look at multiple yeah. species. Cause if you're buying yep. elk, deer, antelope, then that's like 15 options. And once you get up to that 15 point range, you're starting to be able to say, okay, well this year
2: I'm going to go hunt antelope and next there's year- not enough. There's not enough Randy. I think Randy Duberg said something along the lines of this. There's not enough life left in me to hunt all of the opportunity that is out there. Yeah. So for sure, like just go and and make it happen. To, to another go point, even more. Go no go for it. Mine's later.
1: You, well, okay. So the other thing is, if there's a tree, a try of you. If you've got a couple friends, like okay, guys, I'm gonna buy the point this year. CJ, you're gonna apply. Chad you're going to get a point and then you cycle through like there are so many different options you can take this with and still always be out in the mountains having fun
0: but then i don't get to come home with antlers dan but you can come home with stories yeah, okay. stories experience a half
2: a strap, more- a quarter the hind quarter whatever you're coming home with something the more i've hunted the well i really the less i care about horns but the meat is important for sure but yeah. uh it's the, the experience like learning learning to hunt and actually getting the experience in the field pursuing the animal yeah. is the value to going it's because that increases your odds of bringing home the meat later on it has very little to do with um, antler size or anything like that for, i'm for not me. weird i'm not weird yeah uh, oh god.
0: so the the other thing i was gonna say is if you're buying points now over-the-counter options may not last forever. And I think that's something that's... that people really need to bite down on that reality. There's states that are already looking at it. Arizona reduced, they they basically took away that over-the-counter opportunity for the archery deer this year, sort of, mm-hmm. right? They reduced it from everybody for just not, to for not literally resident. everybody go buy a tag and then they reduced it to whatever it was, 2,600 tags or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Idaho did the same thing where they limited their, which Idaho still has a ton, right? There's a lot, but um, they still did the same thing. Um, And I see that happening. Those bills, those ideas are already
2: out there for some of the other states. So if you have those eastern Eastern Oregon used to be OTC for archery elk. Now it's a draw. Um, So still you have like Western Oregon for elk. Uh, Washington State is still OTC for elk for pretty much everything. Uh, and that's pretty much it, you know, for OTC. Yeah. Colorado was, Colorado's still OTC parts of Colorado, not the whole but parts. Some yeah, units. Well, maybe for just one more year. Well, yeah. But we'll but way, it's it. a, OTC is, it, I, I doubt there's going to be an OTC out tag available in, within the next five years. I agree. I agree.
0: And if you're sitting on those points, um, you have way more options.
2: Way, Maybe way in more. Washington State because the elk hunting in Washington State sucks. But yeah, I don't, um, I don't know. I'm never going there. <laughs> it doesn't actually suck that. It doesn't actually suck that bad, but it's pretty rough. Not yeah. gonna try. But if it's the only OTC area available, it's going to get flooded, and then it's going to be really bad. Yeah, it'll be double double bad. Yeah,
0: and then we'll all be hunting great hunts because we're sitting on a pile of points. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. buy the points for sure. I'm glad I started buying them when I did because last year um i was talking with my friend jason and he has been hunting colorado for four or five years now i think never bought a point never did anything just does over the counter colorado and last year i finally convinced him to do the point for your first draw or for your first round and then you know apply for something on your second round and he didn't get it but Then he just went out and bought the OTC tag, but now he has at least a point and I kind of hope he does the same thing this year so that he'll start kind of stacking up those points and, and give himself some opportunities. We'll
2: see, whatever. Um, I know I got my points and I'm happy. (laughs) It's like real estate. The best time to buy a house is now, or actually the best time to buy a house is 20 years ago. Except you can't sell right your now. points. <laughs> yeah. so you can't yeah. trade points. It would, it would be like cryptocurrency if you could. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'd rather just trade it in for a tag. Well, oh, yeah. There you go.
0: I, you can trade them, in to the yeah. game and fish. fish and, game. Yeah. and they'll give you a, a tag to go kill an animal. So, yeah. Dan, you look like you had something to say.
1: No, no, no. I think CJ nailed it with the best time. The second best time to start is now. Like, yeah. a lot of the things that we're saying are no different from what people were saying five years ago yeah there may have been creep yeah there are changes to regulations but this has been happening for years so instead of just sitting on the sidelines waiting to decide if you're gonna jump in just jump in because again i guess it really comes down to what your your goals and values are we just want to have fun well guess what get you a couple points and go if you're trying to trophy hunt you, you might be in a different world
2: right you might need yeah then you just save up, up, save up actual money and buy tags yep yeah yep. right yeah so absolutely it's but if it, yeah i i think i don't think trophy hunting really is in our well it's definitely not our mo, our motto at all yeah sure no. we'll shoot big big stuff if if presented the opportunity but like that's not our we primarily we prioritize experience in getting in the mountains far, far above actually yeah. shooting a big one.
0: Definitely. And I think, I'm sure there's a lot of people say it, but I hear Brady Miller say it a lot where he would rather just burn points on a two or three point unit and, and just be out and hunting. Right. And I think it was a couple of years ago that dude had something like six deer tags all in, in one year because mm-hmm. he he did just that. He didn't care about sitting on six points. He didn't care about whatever. He was just getting deer tags and he spent the whole year out chasing deer. I don't have that kind of mm-hmm. time. A couple of tags a year, <laughs> good enough for me. But Yeah, this whole job thing is really getting in the way of. What's that all about, man? Like, <laughs> get the money to to buy the points to get the tags. Yeah. To go back to yeah. work, to get the money, to buy the points, to get the tags. No, either way, it's yeah. a vicious,
2: vicious cycle. It's an analogy for life, really.
0: Yeah, it totally is. And um, I think just having those. Yeah, we're, I think we're all in a good spot. So this year, let's burn some points and get some cool tags. Definitely. Except for CJ. Sorry, you have to get late season. Yeah,
2: dude, I I got to I got to be present in the country that first before I can go hunting. But yeah, yeah this this year is this hunt year other types of targets. Yeah, this year is probably just going to be like a oh shoot for the moon late season hunts and OTC. I'll figure it out. I'll stack up some whitetails. It'll be it'll be whatever watch i yeah. end up drawing like some premier new mexico <laughs> you, get, you get like a unit unit
0: nine or something in arizona yeah, early I, archery. Well, I, yeah.
2: I burned on. i burned on my points last year in arizona and i put in for a really really good hunt this year like decimal point percentage of draw oh you'll get yeah. it yeah for sure i <laughs> hope, you, hope you got point guard <laughs> i do have point guard always
0: yeah. good but good good but yeah well, I think we'll leave it there. I We all kind of, I think everybody has different perspectives on how to manage their points. One more thing. Um, so there is also those guys, and this is another thing that I've heard other people say too. Um, there's those people that will wait 20 years to get an elk tag. And then they have this premier elk unit in, we'll say Arizona, and they've never hunted an elk before. And they're in that, oh shit, now what position? And they can't even really enjoy the hunt or Or chase the animals the quality of animals that they want to chase because they don't even they've never even chased an elk before they don't even have any idea what to do so it kind of that boils down to just get out there and hunt because it gives you all of that experience and maybe someday you do get lucky with that 0.1 and you draw that thing if you've never chased an elk before what are you going to do then you maybe have to
2: hire a guide or you know (laughs) Guy, I ran into a guy in Arizona uh, a few years ago during an early season archery hunt. That guy had ber- waited. He, t- he acquired 16 points, drew this tag, never stepped foot in the Elk Mountains, never blew a call before. <laughs> that dude hunted for most of the hunt and ended up shooting a, a raghorn 4x4 four four over water on the last day. He could have been sitting water every day yeah. and probably shot a big one, but he just... And uh, I talked to him after, and did he regret it? not at all no but he what he re- did regret was not doing it sooner
0: yeah he's like right, right. he's
2: like i he's like how do, after seeing all these animals out here and seeing these elk and being with them and all just did, having the experience he's like at the end of the time i didn't care what what presented itself in front of me but he's like i wish i had done this 16 years ago and you know 15 years ago 14 years every year in between said so he should never have waited <laughs> who do you think could Call elk better that guy or me in the Gila Mountains. You
0: have a hundred percent success rate, so <laughs> I don't know how it works, but they come, they just come running in to whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. yeah, I think it's more curiosity than
2: anything. Yeah, he'd never heard anything like that before. That over there, I got to go see what that is. <laughs> that kid, there's no way that could be a hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not for the yeah. realism, but for the audacity. Yeah, so just.
0: Buy points that's what it boils down to and then dan made a very very good point too of go hunt with your buddies um the year that i hunted with dan so i'm pretty new to this right five or six years in but about three ish years ago i had the opportunity to hunt with dan and cj both dan had the tag and cj and i just tagged along and carried cameras and goofed off and whatever um made some weird funny calls I learned so much on that hunt that it was crazy by just being there, not having a tag in my pocket and just being along for the ride. Yeah. Anytime I get those kind of opportunities, I take them chasing deer in January. That was awesome. I didn't have a tag. Didn't think about having a tag, just stood behind glass and practiced my skills. Oh, I got a lot of mud,
2: got truck. I think it's investing in yourself. Is yeah, really what it is. That's what it is. Some, some, some philosopher would say something that, that love about that being important. Well, I think philosopher CJ just said it. <laughs> now that ain't it. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: no, no, no. All right, guys, I think we'll wrap it up there. Long story short is I, I really wanted to, to have this conversation because I think a lot of people don't think about those, those points. I, I really don't think people do, especially um, folks from out East. You know, guys that are that are out east who haven't done it, haven't thought about it, didn't even know there was a point system. And um, so I wanted to have that conversation. So thanks to both of you for taking your evening and chatting mm-hmm. about bonus points or preference points or whatever the crap you want to call them. Points. Points. Yep. Currency. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for having us on. Yeah. You
1: yeah. Thanks for having us on.
0: Hang on.